1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Green Room Podcast. Uh, Potentially one of the last football episodes of the year. Um, I'm Tony Paul with the Detroit News, joined by Matt Charbonneau, the MSU beat writer, who's wishing that he was coming back from paradise in the Bahamas, covering basketball, but instead is coming back frozen to the core from (laughs) Michigan, from East Lansing, where it was the snowball snowball down in Spartan Stadium. most importantly, Michigan State won 30-27, finishing off a 10-2 and two regular season. Um, just mighty impressive that uh, Michigan State is 10-2. Their over-under before the season was 4.5. Um, pretty incredible. Now they'll sit and wait for their bowl game. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, we talked last week, Matt, this is a big win, a big game for Michigan State. You know, nine wins and ten wins is a big difference in the narrative there. Um, I just think, you know, in general, I mean, when you look at nine, you look at 10, there's a, just, it's a kind of a big cutoff, especially in college football. And I think 10 wins is just uh, validates the season a little bit more, especially since Penn state is a team that's pretty good. So you get another, so so to speak, quality win um, and 10 uh, two, pretty good. Um, you know, they grinded it out yesterday in the, uh, the frozen tundra that is Siberia Spartan stadium yesterday.
0: Well, just so you know, it was frustrating before I get to that as, <laughs> as we were kicking off as when I was originally supposed to be landing from coming uh, back from the Bahamas. So, you know, we weren't in the Bahamas. Uh, either uh, way you were going to get the bad weather. So <laughs> yeah, it stunk. So, you know, but actually it was kind of, the, here was the hardest thing about that. And I don't know how it looked on TV because I haven't gone back and watched we'll it. Talk, again we'll yet. talk about that. Yeah. It was really, it was really hard to see the Penn state guys. I mean, they were blending into the snow. I, it was rough. I'm just saying you couldn't see the flags when they were thrown. Anyway, it was fun. Um, <laughs> it was kind of a cool thing because I'm quite sure we were tra- we were talking about it. I don't remember covering a game like that, certainly not the Spartan Stadium in the 12 years I've been doing it. I was trying to think of a time when I even remember a game like that. But that was kind of the sideshow of it all. But you, the nine wins, I think if it, if it would have been a nine wins, that would have not felt as good. But I, I think the bigger thing is because you were eight. zero. And you didn't right. want to finish this regular season with four. a one and three stretch, right. you know. I mean, right. that would have that would have felt it probably wouldn't have been fair, but it would have right. felt not like it would have it validated the it year. It would have felt like like were deflated. you real?
1: Would you? It would just sort of felt like were you real at eight zero? No. Because if you yeah. look back on this, if you look back on the schedule, now they beat obviously a darn good Michigan team, but beyond you know, you look back on the schedule, you just would wonder. All right. Was it all was it all smoke and mirrors? And I think yeah. this win this win gives, I would think gives the players in the program a little sense of validation that we were legit and we belong in the top twelve of the country or whatever it might be.
0: Well, and I think you're right too, because that's that's where the ranking will end up. And so as silly as those things are, that nat, you know on a general view, it does validate you more. but you know inside the program and people following it closely also would have understood that team at eight and looked a lot different than the team sure. that finished at 10 and two. I mean, there were a lot of guys out and look, it's, it's, you don't hear them say it a lot, but it, you know, everyone deals with it. They kind of had a few more than others in the depth, not quite there at this point. <laughs> so, um, and that's a lot of the talk right now of, you know, wherever they end up in a bowl, it's going to be four weeks from now. That they feel like this is kind of a chance. Hey, we're going to get some guys back and this will be more like the team that you saw through October. But, um, you know, when people are looking at we know how this goes when people are doing rankings, um, a lot of people doing those rankings haven't seen a lot of these teams play. So mm-hmm. you don't really know the ins and outs of every team. So I, I just think you're right. Getting that ten, that, that double digit figure is it's kind of kind of a big thing. And, you know, the rankings matter for now. I mean, not the AP or the coach rankings that, that came out this evening, this afternoon on Sunday. Uh, but the college football playoff rankings matter because if you want to get in a New York sixth bowl game, you got to be in the top twelve. And there's some things. And
1: I think, and I think, the, and I think but, they're probably there. And I think they should be. There. I think they should be,
0: there. unless Michigan loses. If Michigan loses, they're they're cooked because then Iowa takes right takes a spot they probably they wouldn't otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you know, Michigan State fans, this could be very hard for you, and you might not mm-hmm. want to admit it on Saturday night. But if you care about what bowl game your team plays in, if you would rather they be in, say, the Fiesta Bowl, than say the Citrus Bowl, then you got to you want Michigan to win because right. if they don't, you're you're probably going to go to Orlando or Tampa potentially. Right. Um, which and, which look again, as we've just talked about, in the grand scheme of things, it's still a hell of a year sure. uh, considering you won two games last year. But you know, New you York, have the New, York to six, play. New York yeah. Six
1: is kind of that cutoff of a great season yeah and, and if you got a the good chance to
0: be there yeah, yeah. and right now
1: i mean right now you got a chance i mean looking at the the matchups cbs's jerry palm has michigan state playing notre dame another marquee matchup uh in the fiesta if that were to shake out now, who knows but that would be yeah. a of like, lot you know, of them
0: have that that projected you know. right now so yeah
1: so um you know notre dame is kind of on that cusp right now of how things shake out if they're going to be able to sneak into the uh if Alabama were to fall uh, and,
0: uh, between How does Alabama States? keep winning. God. Well, that
1: game yesterday was something else. I'll tell you, you know, a minute 30 seconds, you got to go 97 yards with no timeouts. And you were just making fourth down conversion after fourth down conversion and yeah. Uh, and then once you got to overtime, you just knew Alabama was going to win that game. But uh, yeah. uh, yesterday was, by the way, yesterday was a fantastic day of college football. Probably one of the best I can remember in a long, long time. It was pretty just good. Start, just starting with the Michigan total ass kicking, in my opinion, of Ohio State. I mean,
0: you know, yeah, Michigan, if,
1: if Michigan doesn't throw that interception early and picks off that interception in, in the next quarter, they blow that game out. I mean, it's a complete blowout. It ended up being that way anyway. Michigan just dominated. Um, they they was 10 years of pent up frustration that they took out on Ryan yeah. Day and Ohio State. I love how Jim Harbaugh kind of took a little dig at Ryan Day. <laughs> where well, he know, does he, it, he does not
0: every- <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna take the high road and be yeah. humble. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm actually yeah, not gonna,
1: yeah. yeah, but he used the whole line about you know, oh, he was born, you know, he didn't mention Dave's name, but he uses the line, Come which I think it. is one of the great lines where. You know, you're
0: born on third base, and you thought you hit a triple. <laughs> you know, so, but it's uh, look, it's it's the beauty of the rivalries, right? I mean, well, and you get a chance. You, know. if
1: you win the game, you get to talk. You know, yeah. and that's how it's been with Michigan, Michigan State. You win the game, you get to talk. Um, Except but, this uh, year,
0: apparently, well, Michigan right. State won the game, and Michigan yeah. still talked. Here was my favorite thing about rivalries and how weird they are. You know, I I saw so much yapping between Michigan and Michigan State fans yesterday, and the one that was weird to me. Jordan Lewis, the former Michigan defensive back, very good player in the NFL now, yeah, whose combined record against Ohio State, and Michigan State, in his four years was one in seven, which was odd that he would start yapping, but whatever. He he tweeted, "Enjoy your famous Idaho Potato Bowl," and tagged MSU football. And I'm sitting here thinking: first of all, I wouldn't beat my chest about your record. Second of all. You just beat Ohio State for the first time in a right. zillion years. Yeah. You're going to the Big Ten title game for the first time. ever. You you're probably going to be in the playoff. Yeah. Why just, in the yeah. hell are you talking about a no. team you didn't play in the team? The only team that beat you this year. What, what, what is he even doing? I don't they get never, it, but, you never, know, never rivalries, heard. they're weird. Yeah. Well, just, Who just You know, yeah.
1: You know, when you, when, you, when you go a long time without being able to pump your I chest, you, I guess you take advantage of it. You not do it to Michigan's, everybody, right? <laughs> not that Michigan
0: State's going to the Idaho Potato Bowl anyway. I mean, no. that's, that's ridiculous. That would, be like, that would be like in 15 when Michigan State made it and they'd lost a few weeks earlier to Nebraska. If they win the Ohio State game to get in and then they start, you know, trolling Nebraska, it's yeah. just – yeah, it's. Odd. Yeah, anyway, Michigan, you know, they, yeah, anyway, they Michigan some, should feel pretty damn good because you're right. They they whipped Ohio State. Oh, they, it, I, it was a total thorough. It was impressive,
1: calculated, and prepare, preparation just. I mean, just took it to them, and it was. I mean, it was funny because beginning of the game, Michigan I think completed a pass in the first series for like twenty some yards or something like that. They had a ball movement on the first play from scrimmage, or first series from scrimmage. And I'm looking at the Bet MGM line, which started nine and seven and a half. And after that first long play on offense by Michigan, the first play, the line drops to <laughs> minus two and a half. Like wow. it was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so people were clearly believing in Michigan from the beginning. They just had a look about them yesterday where they and then when they come out in the second half, that first drive, Ohio State gets the ball and they they just shove it, you know, they just stop them. And it was just a, a statement that they made in the second half that they weren't gonna let up. So just a great day of football. Starting with that one, the Michigan State game. Uh, Wisconsin gets beat by PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck and Minnesota just have a. And we know uh, how you love you know. PJ.
0: Come on, PJ fan club.
1: Was, I was at my brother's watching the game yesterday, <laughs> watching all the games, and they were talking. Brian, my brother, was like, "Oh, they're going to play Wisconsin again." I said, "Don't you count your chickens on that <laughs> one yet, because because Minnesota can beat you, and they did." And, um, they can also lose to
0: Illinois and Bowling sure, Green. Yeah,
1: and... well, sure. Uh, but that was a good game, and then Oklahoma, Oklahoma State was a good game, and yeah, um, yeah just a, a just a fantastic Alabama, Auburn. I mean, just a great day of football. Uh, but locally, was it was a big day for the state. Again, Michigan's going to go probably they go play Iowa next week if they can find Indianapolis on a map. They go, play, they go play. So you can't make play. that joke anymore. See, uh, uh, well, see Michigan gotta, State fans, they still they gotta, gotta find a there. new they joke. They still <laughs> gotta get there. <laughs> uh, so Michigan goes in the end if they beat Iowa, they'll be in the college football playoff. Michigan State could be in the Fiesta Bowl, possibly against Notre Dame. I mean, just a pretty good season. By the way, the five Division One teams in Michigan this year were forty-three and seventeen in the regular season with five bowl games. Uh, so another banner year for uh, football in the state of Michigan. Uh, but uh, you. Back to the Michigan State Penn State game. You talked about how it looked in person. I thought yeah. it looked so cool on TV. Did it? Um, but I mean, it was uh, it was fun.
0: I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah, hard it to was play little, in.
1: But you know, the TV um, they were out there on ESPN. Um, yeah, they ABC, couldn't. Yeah, 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 They couldn't do they couldn't do the first down markers. So there there was no yellow line on the TV because they couldn't do it because it didn't work with the green screen or whatever they used as far as technology because of the white the white field. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, But yeah, the Penn State uniforms, it was magical. Like it was like they were, it was like there was points where it looked like just a floating head going down the field. Uh, So I thought it was really kind of neat. And I was giving Michigan State credit for, you know, yeah, they didn't, they played another ho-hum game on defense. Not great. You know, Penn State kind of had their way with them for a bit. But I was impressed because I'm like, you can't even see the Penn State players, so how are you going <laughs> to defend
0: them? But again, well, the same know. problem
1: would be for the, you know, Clifford, how the hell can you see your receivers? True, But then true. again, they, they, they have a little different sight lines, obviously, than the snowy ground. So we're looking from above. Yeah. So they're kind of blending into us. I'm sure they weren't blending in on the field the way they were to us. But I thought it was really cool. Um, that, what did they do at halftime? Did they come out and shovel
0: um, vertically? Good. Yeah, they were doing shovels, but then at some point they gave up on the shovels, and a bunch of guys had the leaf blowers on their backs. Okay, they were just you know every break we're walking, just blowing off each the five yard lines and the hash marks and and all that business. But the funny thing was, the light used to mention there was no first down marker. Well, there was a right. few times where guys were going to line up, and you look and the receivers like up five yards ahead, and they like and you see them be like, oh crap, they got to back up because they can't mm-hmm. tell where the hell the ball is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it it was bizarre. So. Yeah, it was it was funny too. Because it progressed throughout the day, throughout the game. But um, yeah, shovels, leaf blowers, they were using. And then, of course, every time someone tried to kick, you know, the guys are out there trying to scrape away the snow, and that was an adventure. Because
1: yeah, a couple extra points are missed, a field goal. Yeah, you know, the miss. third, the,
0: the we made fun of the guy early in the year that fell down when he tried to kick the little field goal to win a car mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, um, that, that's kind of what it felt like. The dude who did it, he didn't quite fall down, but he kicked it like five yards. And of course, everybody on Twitter is like, "Why can't anyone make a kick? I can make. Like I'm watching on YouTube. Are you kidding me? And you can't. You barely stand up. I'm like, no, you can't make those kicks. But that said, Michigan State was down. So they were. Coglin kicked the first one, but he was clearly hurt, and you knew he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It was very low. low. The kid who'd been kicking off tries to make a tackle on like his first or second kickoff, (laughs) and gets leveled. He can't even play anymore, so they're down, to, they're down to a walk-on kicker who that was the first time all season he dressed on Saturday. Which is why they went for it, and it was like fourth in a million because they had no kicker. Yeah, once he yeah. missed that one extra point, they're like, well, we're going for it on fourth down any time <laughs> inside the 35, and they did, and then the kid actually made his second extra point try. Right. Was pretty, but went in. Yeah, no, it was,
1: it was kind of cool looking. I, I, from TV perspective, it was. It was a hell of a lot better broadcast than the mess that they had on Fox yesterday for the Michigan Ohio state game. I mean, that that broadcast, I don't understand it. Fox is so good in the NFL and baseball and what, but Holy hell, they were so bad yesterday. We didn't see a replay of anything um, on that Michigan Ohio state broadcast. Just a brutal, 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 brutal. You know, Gus Johnson, you know, some people like him, some people don't. I mean, he's, you know he's going crazy about a, an Ohio State touchdown that clearly is coming back. We're looking at the flag has already been thrown for holding, and he's going nuts like they just won it all. And it's like, no, well, that's not going to be a touchdown, but whatever.
0: Anyway, um, State fans, I wonder if they like cause shop done it at the game for ABC. Yeah, and everyone knows his voice. You know, synonymous well, from with trouble. Uh, the, Snips, the sure yeah. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if Michigan State fans now that's like that. Come, you know, we grew up. It was like mm-hmm. whether it was Keith Jackson or Brett Musburger or whatever. Right. It was, uh, you know, they probably hear Sean McDonough's voice and think, ah, all right.
1: Well, I like McDonough because McDonough's very measured, very measured. I mean, he's not Joe Buck, you know, calm, but he's not Gus Johnson over the top either. I think McDonough does a good job. Uh, But a good game yesterday for the Spartans. Um, You know, I mean, they had their issues of defense. They finished the worst defense. In fact, somebody was saying if they allowed zero passing yards yesterday, they still would have finished as the worst (laughs) passing (laughs) defense in FBS. So, Pretty confident no. they got that locked up.
0: Well, here's the thing, too, which tells you a little bit how bad they are. They gave up 313 passing It went down. Spread. It went down. And that was a remarkably good showing for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they actually forced a couple turnovers. Yeah. That was a little bit more like the defense we saw the first half of the year that still wasn't good against the pass, right. but actually made some timely plays. So exactly. that must have been after Jacob Panas yelled at the secondary and Xavier Henderson <laughs> event and – uh you know, yeah, yeah. Tempers were a little flaring all over the place yesterday. Well, you can imagine 12 games in are the same thing. Yep. Uh, that said, hey, they fellas up front, get some pressure on the court, but they finally did. Yeah. Um, that was probably the most pressure I've seen from them in four or five games. So, you know, it, it started to happen a little bit, but. Yeah. Clearly,
1: yeah. clearly we're looking football.
0: forward. This is the, that's the biggest area of improvement.
1: Yeah, well, I'm you've already seen day. it. You've already seen it. We're recording this on Sunday night. You've already seen it. Uh, Michael Dowell, safety, Red Shute Jr. entered the transfer portal today, um, which I think we're going to see a few uh, secondary guys enter the transfer portal as Ew. we move along, uh, or at least some. there's definitely going to be some serious turnover, um, no pun intended, in that department. Um, you know, I mean, you can't give up. 300-plus yards and, you know, give up 313 yesterday and consider that a good showing. That's not going to well, probably put is, it moving forward. Yeah,
0: and I said this last week. Please, people, stop firing everybody. Right. Donnie Hazleton and Harlan Burnett are not getting fired. They didn't right. stink in the defensive end because suddenly those guys can't coach. I'm mm-hmm. not saying they don't ever make mistakes or in the wrong coverage because, of course, they do. Yeah. But we still see that this team is lacking – The guys on that side of the ball right now. So right, right. I mean, look—you hit
1: a home run. You hit a home run with with Kenneth Walker this year. You had playmakers in Reed and Naylor, and and Peyton Thorns certainly turned out to be just fine. Uh, You had some guys who could hit some home runs, and the home runs made you a ten-win team. I mean, if you didn't have those that explosiveness, and you were just plotting along offense, you know, it would have been a seven, six, seven, eight-win team. So uh, you you had enough in certain spots. Um, you clearly are deficient in other spots. And so that'll be a focus moving forward.
0: Um, I, will for, for right. I, I will be interested to see in the portal. Cause I mean, we know several of those guys came in, in the portal, you know, right. we'll see some of those freshmen they recruited last year and they're after a few more right now, we're working on flipping guys. There. Mm-hmm. So who knows what that secondary looks like next year? Will it be a ton of new guys? Yes. Maybe. I mean, maybe <laughs> based on, Well, it'll be a
1: ton of new starters. How about that?
0: Well, here's the thing i'm I'm just saying depending on who they recruit who gets signed and who might come in in the portal is obviously going to affect the guys that are there now now you know if there's not a whole lot of change or a bunch of true freshmen you know guys like Marquis lowry could still be there i mean he hasn't really played out he's been hurt who knows maybe if he's healthy he becomes that guy they hope he is you know same i mean chester kimber was hurt for a pretty good chunk of these last few weeks but was playing through it so you know i I'm just saying it's not a guarantee you don't see those names still out there getting a shot at it, but I think fans are frustrated.
1: Well, I think, I mean, I, I think that you're going to see Michigan State add some add some defensive pieces somewhere in the portal. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that, yeah. you know, you're, and so that might, that will affect what happens with the current roster uh, moving forward. And sure. Yeah. There's going to be sophomores and freshmen that didn't get a big look this year that are going to improve their stock and will be part of the mix next year. And, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out. By the way, if you're Michigan, you just sit there. I mean, not today, because today you're celebrating or whatever. But maybe uh, last week after you saw what Ohio State did to Michigan, maybe you realized you probably didn't have Michigan State. You probably didn't have the right game plan against Michigan State. Like, <laughs> I mean, And we said that during Michigan-Michigan State week. Michigan Cade's got to throw the ball. I mean, if Cade throws the ball, and if he does, if they turn him completely loose, like Michigan, I think, wins that game. Uh, but, you know. You know, it is what it is. Michigan's probably pretty happy, but, uh, but they don't have a buffer. You know, if they win that game against Michigan, they have a buffer to get into the playoff probably. Uh, now no, they don't, funny, you you know, know they don't
0: know have that. A, we were talking about this yesterday, just kind of an interesting note. If – and I didn't double-check it, but if Michigan State wouldn't have lost that game to Purdue and everything else played out the same way, and all three – and Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State were a three-way tie, do you know who would have went to the Big Ten title uh, game? let's see. I think it was the I know time. it was like the fifth
1: tiebreaker. right here, it would have been Michigan State because I think I read that it would have been Western Conference opponents winning percentage I and Michigan st- changed, yeah. and Michigan State didn't play Wisconsin or Iowa, and so their opponent winning percentage was lower. So it probably would
0: have been Michigan, I'm guessing, because they played Wisconsin. It would have been Ohio State. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you could imagine the Uproar in right. Ann Arbor if that it played out. Wow, in Ohio well,
1: State. yeah, no kidding.
0: Well, but good for so yeah, for State Michigan Louis. State. Yeah. yeah, they didn't beat <laughs> Purdue. Damn it, that would have been, yeah. would have been yeah. some nice chaos to have.
1: <laughs> yeah, there, but the, but see, then the thing is, is that Michigan State it would have been like, all right, if they would have gone to Indy after after that loss to Ohio State. Would they have even had a chance to make the playoff after what the how would that how would it happen to them against Ohio State, you know? Because I well, think the playoffs, I mean, play, yeah, they know? wouldn't have won the
0: tiebreaker anyway, so yeah, right, exactly. So, it, you know,
1: yeah. it, interesting nonetheless, but uh, yeah, um, a good week for Mel Tucker,
0: um,
1: yeah, yeah, um, yes, by the week, yesterday was the snowball, yeah, well, yeah, exactly, yesterday was the snowball. Or it was the ten-year contract extension ball between James Franklin, who, by the way, I thought they might fire him. I don't know where this ten-year extension came from, but that one—that one caught me out of left field. Like I don't know where that came I from, but, I think
0: uh, maybe fire, fire, but maybe not fire. Maybe not
1: fire, but yeah. I just—I thought that there were some people down on him at Penn State. I didn't see this one coming. That one They're, took me off yeah. guard.
0: I think um, there were, but he's always got his eye open for what's next. All right, well, right, He's a magician, so. Uh, he's got to go in yeah. Mel
1: Tucker, Mel Tucker's got the best agent in college football. He's got Jimmy Sexton who also represents Nick Saban. Um, <laughs> anyway, the deal's final 95 million, 10 years from Mel Tucker. He's not going anywhere. Um, one of, uh, one of several contract extensions we've seen that, that he kind of kicked it off, you know, college t- colleges are stepping up. Uh, J- Franklin's going to get 10 years, 75 million, 80 million, something like that. Uh, a lot.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah a lot. Um, Wake Forest kept their coach on a long-term deal. Um, you're seeing this now, but by the way, uh, just today um, we learned Lincoln Riley is leaving Oklahoma. Uh, right, Oklahoma?
0: Yeah. But
1: uh, to, for, to, to go to Southern Cal, so that job's that job has been filled. But um, yeah, good week for Mel Tucker. Ten million dollars beats Penn State. By the way, you know Trump changed. He picked up 150 grand yesterday for winning against Penn State because uh, he finished. Michigan State finished as the third or better seed in the Big Ten. So he got thousand dollars bonus. So that's cool. Um, not quite on par with Jim Harbaugh's bonus. Jim Harbaugh yesterday for winning the big 10 East got 500,000. He'll get another million and a half. If he wins the big 10 championship game, a million for winning. Well, that's point. the thing. He's, he was basically working on commission this year in some ways, and he sold a few cars. So, uh, yeah, you know, so, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, that time of year, but, um, Yeah. um, So good week for Tucker. That deal is finalized. We're going to have more on that deal. I'm sure we're going to get the actual contract some point in the coming week. We'll figure things out on that front. Really a historic deal, but some questions we're going to have to ask. We're going to have to ask, you know, who's making the call on, on, uh, you know, on Mel Tucker's future now that the money is being paid in a large part by donors. I don't think the whole contract's being paid for by donors, but I think in large part it is. Um, So anyway, uh, he kind of kicked off a trend and Lynn Henning made a good point on Twitter. You know, because I've been hauled about what I think of this deal. And my opinion has always been that if Michigan State thinks this is a the guy, then good. You know, that's their prerogative. You know, I wouldn't personally give the money to a guy with a limited track record as a head coach, but that's me. I understand why they're doing it. They believe in him. So go for it. But Lynn Henning made a good point on Twitter this week that, you know, in 10, 15 years, this, you know, maybe even sooner, this, this, you know, he, he's the second highest paid coach now. These things escalate quickly he's probably going to be the 20th or 25th highest paid coach in four years. And so um, that's kind of how things work. It's the same way with baseball contracts. Remember when A-Rod signed that $250 million deal with the Rangers all those years ago. it's like, Oh my God, no one ever pays a baseball player a quarter million dollars. And now it's like the starting negotiations for any top tier free agent. So things escalate. Um, But uh, yeah, uh, good week for Mel and, uh, We'll see where Michigan State lands on the uh, college bowl. I'd love to see them play Notre Dame. I think that would be a treat if they can That'd somehow f- somehow finagle that game at the Fiesta. Bowl. I think even, it's pretty, well, even if it's if not, they're going to get a good
0: opponent. So yeah, because if they if it plays out like we expect, and Michigan doesn't blow it, and Cincinnati doesn't, odds are Michigan State's going to be in the Fiesta Bowl. Maybe the Peach Bowl, but Fiesta Bowl most likely. The Peach Bowl could be a little fun with Wake Forest. Right. Potentially. That would be an interesting... Yeah, it guy. would be the Kenneth, uh, be Walker. The
1: Ken, Kenneth Walker Bowl. Yeah, yeah. But,
0: you know, your, your fallbacks at that point are citrus and outback. It, you know, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but... Now, I remember when they um, went to the citrus... Was it the citrus Bowl in 99? And it
1: was like the biggest deal. Yeah. Like, this is great. Like, oh my god, we've arrived. And now it's like... You know, now they're looking at the – people are looking at the Citrus Bowl like it's the Motor City Bowl.
0: Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's the same with – yeah, but if you would have had your six and six year, like many people thought, you would have loved to be in the Citrus Bowl. But, right, right. You know, That's but the, the other thing to pay attention to is who's – is anyone – who's going to play in the bowl game? And Kenneth Walker says he's planning to. Right. Um, in terms of next year, Kenneth Walker's saying he's not – Well, been uh, any, I mean, uh, there, but,
1: We'll see. I would not be surprised if Kenneth Walker comes to his
0: senses. He may or may not. I, <laughs> yeah. I I this is what I think Kenneth Walker do. My gut is Kenneth Walker will play in the bowl game and then he's done. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think saying he's done and going to the Yeah, I think, he, yeah, I think
1: that's a that's a foregone conclusion. Running yeah. backs have such a short shelf life yeah. and he got to put that, himself on go. the map. I mean, uh playing the bowl game, you know, you love to see it. You love to say, "Oh, you know, you got to play the bowl game your last game." Well, two words, Jake Butt. You know, I mean, you know, you just run the risk. You run the risk of. I mean, look, Jake Butt still ended up getting the deal with the Broncos, still ended up having four years of good money salary. But you know what it could have been for him uh, in the in the NFL. Um, But to play that game, we've seen it over the years. So who knows? I mean, you, you love to see a kid that you know has the pride and wants to do it, but you also have to understand if he doesn't. That the you know, we all have our futures to look out for. And you can't blame the kid if he doesn't want to do it. Especially yeah, because he's
0: just, especially because yeah. he's banged up anyway. I mean Yeah, it's know, just my know. gut that he's gonna it's, he seems like that kind of guy. Now, that said, he could have some people talk him into it. Right. Yeah, I get what you want to do. And the other thing too is if Mel Tucker's the kind of coach that says, I get it, man. This is about you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You're not you're not gonna get banned from the facility or something. Right. Right, you know, and and, well, and and call me crazy, but I'm quite sure Mel Tucker understands, and he will, he will not be the kind of coach that's as, you know, all the hell with you, you get lost. He's yeah. Well, he I don't think a, I don't think
1: a, I don't think a coach who just signed a 95 million dollar extension would be well within his rights to tell a kid not to worry about his own future as far as right. money. So that's, that's clearly not. He's never going to yeah. do that. Of course not. Most so, coaches that. understand, and it's the same thing with Izzo in the NBA. Izzo always says, "Look, if you're good enough." I'm going to tell you to get the hell out of here. <laughs> like,
0: well, because we all have bigger, our futures to yeah, worry about. That's the biggest misconception out there. People trying to recruit against him. Like he, he makes you stay nonsense. No, no. Absolute nonsense. He basically forced Jaron Jackson out the door.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because if, look, if all things were equal, Jaron would have stayed. He loved being there. Mm-hmm. Gary Harris wanted to stay. He loved playing with his buddy Denzel it's, they got to tell him to get out. This is your time to get out. Go, go yeah. make your money, go do what you got to do. So it's yeah. the same. Yeah. It's the same thing with Mel. It's gonna. It doesn't, it's not good for you to, you know, play it the other way. And I just don't right. think that's the kind of guy Mel Tucker is. He's, you know, if it's no, the best I mean, move for this kid, he's clearly, gonna
1: be clearly he's a player's yeah. coach. I mean, yeah. I think that's what, I think that's a lot of what MSU sees in him. Is he's a player. I think he's the a
0: only coach. other one, yeah. The only other one to watch right now is Jaden Reed, but I, 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 I don't see I don't, that. I don't think there's quite enough there yeah. yet. Probably Come not. On. So, you know, I mean, could somebody like Xavier Henderson say, hey, I'm going to sit out the bowl game? Maybe in theory. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, yeah, there's not a not a big crop of guys going out right now to the draft that you got to really think about that. Now, you know, if, if this becomes a thing every year, that is probably a good sign that you're recruiting well and you're building that roster. Mm-hmm. but um you know right now it's probably about it I would think unless i don't i don't know who I would be thinking of otherwise that i'm forgetting here but
1: yeah probably not i took a look at that old senior uh senior poster that michigan state created in uh, not a ton there that you're gonna miss on Twitter michigan state did a thing there's some seniors. odd ones like Xavier yeah.
0: henderson wasn't on it you might
1: you might miss the punter more than anybody other than other than Kenneth walker so
0: the thing about Xavier henderson is he's told us clearly before the year early in the year his full intention was to be done at the end of this year and try and make it the NFL. Now, obviously he could get another year if he wanted,
1: Yeah, you know, the
0: whole extra year senior thing. He wasn't on that little collage. Does that mean anything? I don't know. We didn't get to talk to him afterward. I'm right. sure we will in the next well, few if, were, weeks. if
1: they were to get him to come back, that would be a good starting point. Um, for their defense, I think
0: for sure. Yeah, so I know people get you know, he's in the secondary, so he must think. Well, that's no, not he doesn't. Mistake, uh, you, so, you cannot,
1: um, I mean, you know, no, he, he's, I think anyone that looks at Michigan State's defense knows who, who can play and who can't. And he's clearly one of the yeah. guys that you would rather have back than not. Um, yeah, I think,
0: I think that combat, that his lack of being on that thing that they posted makes you at least say, Hey, I wonder right, right. if he's rethinking and I, I don't feel like he is, but you never know. So hopefully we'll, we'll be good to talk to him here. So and certainly by the bowl game, but hopefully before the bowl game and get a better idea. So.
1: Right. 30, 27 Michigan state wins against Penn state for a 10 and two regular season. You had him with how many wins?
0: uh six i had him okay, with six
1: so, okay. that's more than most probably had him with so
0: yeah i also picked them to win uh, against penn state most people didn't so
1: oh wow well, okay well all right well good for you i i'd pat you on the back but your hands in the way so uh, yeah. well i
0: gotta get right there got to be right
1: now uh good uh a fun season if nothing else uh certainly um Certainly flip the switch, you know, the lights are on in the building. You know, people are paying attention again to Michigan State football, really for the first time in probably four, probably five years. Um, it's been, you know, Michigan State had the good run under D'Antonio. And things got a little stale after that. And, uh, Mel Tucker clearly has uh has breathed new life into a, a program that needed it. And uh so fun season. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the story of the year, no question. From my vantage point, he finishes with 1,600 and some yards. Um, what do you think about
0: the Heisman? Did he?
1: Uh yeah 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 he um well first uh, he finished second in the nation in yards by the way behind a guy that we just don't talk about here in the state of Michigan Lou Nichols the third the sophomore up at Central Michigan who was the leading rusher in the country, um Kenneth Walker was number two, um, the Heisman's going to be interesting because Stroud took a hit I think against Michigan. I don't know it, if it's enough of a
0: hit. Um, given okay, but it didn't, yeah, it didn't feel it like just
1: what it wasn't it? a great performance. Same thing with yeah. Bryce Young against yeah. Auburn. Um, Bryce is still the favorite. Stroud yeah. is still the second favorite, uh, but I don't think there's any dominant guy out there. So I'm going to be very interested to see how the yeah. Heisman voting. By the way, I mean, Kevin Walker is is number four favorite. I think the Pittsburgh QB might have jumped him. Oh, I think week.
0: some dude from Michigan named made Hutchinson. Well, actually, the interesting thing about oh, yeah. Hutchinson.
1: Hutchinson was not on the board at all, oh, yeah. all year until after yesterday's game. And according to BetMGM, he went from off the board to the third favorite. Now, yeah. overnight overnight betting, he came down to the fifth favorite, so he's still a little bit behind Walker now. He had, he had jumped ahead of Walker, but now Hutchinson has uh, dropped a little bit in the betting markets anyway. But because there's no dominant guy out there, this, there's no guy you look at and go, that's the guy you yeah. got to give it to Stroud. you got to give it to Young. I don't, there's not that this year. And so a guy like Walker, I think, given that people remember the five touchdowns and um, he's going to get some love, second leading rusher in the country. Um, and Hutchinson is going to be one to watch because this guy, as much as a defensive end can take over a game and dominate a game, he pretty much did that. Now he had his he had his line mate there, Odabu. Um, um, they're both amazing. Uh, But three sacks for Hutchinson yesterday. He's got 13 on the season, which gives him the the record at Michigan. But most impressively, he had 15 quarterback pressures yesterday on Stroud, which, according to Pro Football Focus, is the most they've ever seen since they've started keeping track of that stat like eight years ago. Um,
0: The guy took over that game as much as a defensive player can. I still don't think Kenneth Walker's winning it, but it at least made you go, "Eh?" you know, because last week it was like, all right, he's done. Right. And now you're at least, well, it, it'd be shocking if he at the very least wasn't in New York as a finalist. But Right, right. We'll see. I
1: got you. All right, well, um, really quickly, basketball, nothing much to it. I mean, they, they go 2-1 well, down The Bahamas, um, a good yes, win against Bahamas,
0: UConn. Yeah, the Bahamas trip ends up being a good one. I know the, the final score against Baylor ends up being one-sided, but I think if, if you look at those, I mean, Loyola, the Chicago's not a bad team. They're a sure. solid team. Michigan State didn't play great finds a way to win. UConn is a good team. That's a good team. And, again, Michigan State, here's a shocker, had some turnover issues. But I thought you saw a lot of good things from them in terms of different guys like uh, Tyson Walker, I think, continues to keep kind of getting more comfortable. Marcus Bingham had those first couple games really well. Malik Hall, certainly the first game. Um, And then that Baylor game, again, kind of like Kansas. for Into the second half, it was a tight game. I mean, Michigan State was leading right before right. the half, and playing pretty well. And I think they're lack eh, the depth's maybe hurt him a little bit third game in three days, even though Baylor was doing it too. But they've got they got more bigs there to keep kind of throwing at you. And that's a really, really good team, obviously, defending actual okay. champion. So I just think in those three days, you go two and one, you're right there with Baylor for a good chunk of that game, and you saw a lot of, lot of positives to take out of that. So I think all in all, a pretty darn good trip, short of winning the thing um was a pretty solid trip and yes people Tom Izzo was aware of the turnovers I mean it, I'm not sure exactly what people think but everyone's yelling at us why how does this guy not fix this after many years like you know like right. you just snap your fingers and the kids start throwing the ball away um it, it, they're aware of it obviously it's an ongoing issue the fact of it is though if that doesn't get better it's going to be a long year so that, that's the big thing still, but I think there's a lot of positives for that team coming out. Like I said, right. Bingham, Mark Julius Marble played well at times. I Mark, Max Christie did not, <laughs> but you know, that could be just there's a little freshman moments, of course, he's going to have them. Um, and Jay Nakin's that last game and a half pretty darn impressive, too. So, a lot of good things. And uh, let's see, we get Louisville this week and the Big Ten ACC coming to Breslin. So, I'm not sure if Louisville's all that good this year, but.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Louisville is—you uh, know—they're not great, um, but uh, still a big, uh, still a big, great ACC team. Um, they played Detroit Mercy. Detroit Mercy almost beat them. Should have beat them really, um, except for two turnovers down the stretch. I think Chris. I think uh, Mac will be back coaching the team by then, right? So I think he was suspended for the first.
0: Uh, yeah, he was. Games. I saw him posting something on social media. I don't know with the on, on the TV or something. I forget exactly his. What, what his old deal is and when he'll be back, but anyway, they'll be in town Wednesday night. I think Toledo. On so you have that. second be like a little warm up for people before the Big Ten title game. Watch a little MSU Toledo hoops.
1: Yeah, there you go. And you Toledo, right
0: into...
1: Toledo's not a bad team either, by the way. Um, so uh... it is, in fact, Toledo. Yes. Okay, so Toledo's not a bad team. They got uh, they got one vote in the preseason poll to win the to win the MAC. Of course, that was from Toledo's coach. So whatever. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, MSU Hoops, I thought it was impressive. I think they ran out of gas three games, three days. Uh, I think that, that doesn't do you much, many favors. So, um, held in there with the defending
0: national champs till uh, till the second half. So Oh, one more thing, too, people freaked out, because no said there's going to be some changes in the rotation. Everyone assumes Joey Hauser's never going to play again, <laughs> which is not the case. Everyone's like, put Jade Nakins in and take Hauser out. I don't know if people understand this, but they don't play the same position. So, that's not exactly a one-for-one. One. But – that said, we'll see what Tom Izzo actually means about that the next time they play. He says a lot of things that are sometimes in frustration. So, right. yes, settle down, fans. Joey Hauser is not going to completely sit the bench. That said, he needs to start making shots. So, right,
1: right. We'll uh, and MSU women's hoops—they're six and two. They bounced back today yep. with a win over Marshall. Susie Merchant uh, she had a she had a three hundred win at Michigan State, five hundred win overall. Somebody wrote a
0: very glowing column about Susie. Who is that? I didn't. I don't think
1: it was overly glowing. Let me, <laughs> let me clarify that. Uh, you know, I just started doing a little digging. And Susie Merchant, I think, is you know, she's been at Michigan State for 15 years. She's been to uh, 10 or 11 NCAA tournaments and uh, has a program in very good shape. And for some reason, you know, I just thought maybe it was timely to mention on a week where they just gave the football coach $10 million or $100 million. Uh, that uh, Susie Merchant is the lowest paid women's basketball coach in the Big Ten. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I think that that probably should be amended at some point. You know, she has never – she has signed one contract at Michigan State. She signed her first contract, and and it's been a five-year rolling contract. So she has not signed a contract since she first got that job. And mostly it's been a 3% pay increase. It was one year where they gave her a bigger bump. But I think it's probably time – um, to, uh, to fix that. I think, you know, she's got that program in pretty good shape I think she's got more NCAA tournaments in that span since she's been on the job than all but two big 10 coaches. So I think Michigan state would be within their rights to probably pay her, um, what she deserved. Now she's not in the poor house. She's still the third highest paid hedge coach at Michigan state. You know, she makes more than everybody, but time is on Mel Tucker. So, but, you know, I mean, it's competitiveness and, you know, if you look at the numbers, she shouldn't be last in the big 10. That's all I was saying. So um
0: yeah so uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, on team Tuesday as well.
1: So. yeah, I mean you know the funny thing is she's never had an agent, uh, but she has one now. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean,
0: uh, it was a hard time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh anyway, um uh you can check uh you can check uh, I do have my state weekly notebook every week. Um, you know, cover all the teams and you know, kind of keep tabs on everything that's going on. And I also have my power rankings, which uh I'm gonna have to one, look at pretty closely this week. Uh, Michigan's got a couple of losses now. Michigan State, yeah, you know, uh, the Oakland Golden Grizzlies are number one in the RPI. Not that we use RPI anymore, but they are number one in the country in RPI. So uh we'll see. Maybe oh, yeah, I can maybe, maybe I could bump them ahead of somebody. I I, I keep telling Campy. I said I said December 21st at Little Caesars Arena. If you want to be ahead of Michigan State, that'll be the day. Get it do. done. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. But uh uh, football coverage—you can get, check out all that stuff at detroitnews.com. All their coverage from uh, from the game, the Snow Globe game in, in Spartan Stadium, which was so cool to watch on TV. You can check out all that at detroitnews.com. Also, his preview coverage when they find out where they're going for a bowl game—he'll um, have uh, all the info on that. Um, until then, he gets to focus probably a little bit more on basketball, which I'm sure he'll enjoy. Um, so we'll see how um, how the Spartans do. They got big template coming up pretty soon. Next week, uh, next week they, Minnesota, right? They Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. So check that out. Also, Angelique will have all your coverage on Michigan and uh, where they're headed. Uh, you know, they got Iowa and Big Ten championship. She'll have all that and Wojo and Neo and my God, we got you covered. What a bargain for a dollar for six months. Uh, DetroitNews.com. So check that out. You can also check Matt out of Twitter, Matt Sharpnell. Check me out on Twitter, Tony Paul 1984. They'll do it. Um, good football season and uh, only going to get better. we depending on where they end up going. Um, so yeah, warm. but uh, we'll, warm. come on, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll have we'll be back obviously with football down the road, but uh, we'll we'll check in intermittently, maybe once every two weeks for, uh, until the bowl game to talk Michigan State hoops uh, and do it that. So Matt, until then, good night. You got it. See ya.